Welcome to the podcast, Career Connections with the HR Insider, where we teach you how to stay, flow, or go in your career with your host, Barbara Mason, bringing you 20 years of the inside scoop and what really matters in your career. Our passion is helping you find yours. Welcome to another episode of Career Connections with the HR Insider. I am so thrilled today because I have a special guest. And y'all know when I bring on a special guest, we're about to really get to the good stuff. And so today's episode is all about untraditional ways to think about a career in project management. And so before I go into a lot of detail about why we're talking about this particular topic, I do want to invite my guest um, to say hello. Her name is Krista Richards, and I want Krista to kind of just tell you a little bit about herself, and then we're going to talk about why I chose this as a particular episode and really get down to the nitty gritty about all the things that Crystal's going to share with us. So Crystal, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you here. Thanks so much, Barbara. A pleasure to be with you and talking about uh, how awesome project management is. (laughs) Fantastic. And so I want to kind of set the stage and then Crystal, I want you to give a little bit more um, emphasis on your background and kind of where you are today. So The reason why I chose this as an episode is because as a career coach, many times I'm helping people that are in situations or jobs that they don't like, or they like what they do and they're trying to find another job. But more often than not, what I hear a lot is, you know, I went to school, I got this degree, I have this job, but it's not what I thought it was. Um, Or I hear, hmm, I've never really thought about that as a career choice. And so the common theme is that many times as professionals, we think we know what a job is. And so sometimes we will put a certain hands off to a certain career just because we're ignorant and we don't know what that job entails and we think it's not for us. And then conversely, we may gravitate to a job that is not the best fit for us, but because it's like a shiny new penny, we'll go after it. And so project management is one of those things, I'll be honest, that I had a stereotype in my head about, hey, this is what a project manager should be, can be, and can do. But Crystal, when you and I first had our conversation, you kind of shook that whole, um, the whole thinking in my head. And so I want you to tell the listeners, Crystal, just about your background, you know, what your career journey has been and kind of what you do now. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how you approach project management and just kind of uncover some of the things related to thinking about it in an untraditional way. Sure. So my background is actually in the healthcare space. And uh, I thought I wanted to be a CEO or COO of a healthcare uh, organization, like a, a hospital or health system. And kind of finding my way, I took on roles in consulting firms, uh, working with hospitals. And I also took on a leadership role within a hospital. And I found that it was the consulting piece that I really enjoyed, where I was given a direction of creating something, something unique, something new. Um, I was charged with getting stuff done and I had something to show for it versus when I was an operations manager, it was day in and day out, managing people, managing the daily operations, dealing with personnel issues. That just was not my jam. 
And in kind of realizing that, um, I also had a stint in federal contracting, which my role was a lot more defined as being a project manager. So in consulting, we call it client engagement, Mm -hmm. glorified project manager. (laughs) And honestly, that is what project management is, is that you are engaging, whether it's your external clients or your internal clients, to be on board with this new idea, with this new path. And in particular with healthcare, I find that there is a dearth of that knowledge and skill set around being a good project manager because there's always a new initiative, some new legislation where we have to change our processes and it's just our hair's on fire right. because we haven't been trained on good project management, you know, foundational principles just to, you know, put together an agenda, you know, make sure people are on the same page about what we're trying to accomplish. Instead, it's just, you know, run, 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 hair on fire. And then somehow we get it done. And, you know, we burn a couple of bridges along the way, but it was all for the good of the patients. There's a better way. And so I always want to come in when I work with my healthcare clients you know, I want to train you to be a better project manager, whether you are project manager by title or not. We're all in that role of taking on some initiative where good project management skills come into play. So I've not only as a practitioner, but my sweet spot is around the training. And that's where I have landed with my owning my own business, uh, MindSpark um, with a Q where I train people on everything from the foundational principles of of managing projects, the tools you can use, the hacks that are out there, the unspoken Mm -hmm. rules, as well as, you know, getting you ready if you think that you want to be certified and and solidify your skill set. I also train folks around that as well. Awesome, man, I like that. And a couple of things you said stood out to me. One is around client engagement and how that's really project management. And I guess I never thought about it that way. And you simplified it so much for me. And I'm sure for the listeners, when you just talked about, it's really taking any new initiative or path and engaging the client about, okay, we're about to do this new thing. Um, And again, to me, that's a very simplified version, which kind of leads me to my next question around the stereotypes around project management. And I'll tell you, for me, you know, in my corporate experience, I worked with project managers in two ways. One was in the IT. I saw Mm -hmm. project managers in IT. And I worked also in another role with lots of engineers. And so um, they use project management um, to help with, you know, new bills or, you know, new equipment and things like that. And with IT, it was always around some new software. And so that's really the lens that I've had around project management and, um, in IT and in those fields. It wasn't until I, you know, one of my own, and I've had a few clients that were project managers and specifically in healthcare that I'm like, huh, you can do project management in healthcare. So let's talk a little bit about what are the typical stereotypes out there about project managers, what they do and what roles they're in and all that stuff. So you hit the nail on the head, Barbara, when you talked about your experience, a lot of people think about project management only, you know, one of three fields, either it's IT, software development, or construction management, or logistics, right? And you think of, uh, I always think about the, if you're an, a Saturday Night Live fan, uh, Chris Farley, when he was the IT guy, and people needed his help, mm-hmm. and he would like, 
move them out of the way. He was like, move, right? So right. you think about that <laughs> with the project managers, like I've got this Gantt chart, I've got this racy chart and, you know, this complicated project plan and just move, I'll check right. off the box. And that, and then it's also this person who's like the, uh, the snitch, right? We're behind schedule. You know, this is what the Gantt chart says. And I think that is the longstanding um, misconception, but I think also an evolution that the field of project management is going through is that I can't get this work done as the project manager. I can't get this work done without the support and the help of others in the organization. Right. And that's where the people side of things. Um, I can't just tell you to move because I need you in, I need you as a part of this. Right. And, you know, it is thinking that they're going to come in here and talk all this techie speak like an IT person. Um, and that's just changed. It's evolved. It needs to evolve it ha- if it hasn't in your organization. Um, and I, this is something I always coach people. People make projects you're going to have to involve people and you have to talk their language, talk the language of the business. It's not going to make you look good. Actually, if you start talking about a, a Gantt chart and a baseline and a, right, they're going to be like, what? what, what is that? You know, like, here's the schedule. Here's what I'm proposing. Do you think this is doable? Here's how I can help us, you know, kind of have some flexibility around the schedule. If you come in there more of, I'm here to help, us get things done and what can I do to best support you and vice versa? I think you're, you're definitely better off to a much more um, collegial uh, relationship with everyone involved. Yeah. And again, I'm telling you this conversation, to me, it just, it takes something that I felt like was such a narrow lens and really widen it because Going back to, you know, one of your initial comments around client engagement, and it's a new initiative that you're trying to bring people along, it really starts to widen the availability of where you can do project management. And so in my mind, I'm thinking you can apply project management to just about any and every industry. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. So in my training of folks, I'm getting folks from different parts of industries, parts of the world, marketing project managers, digital project managers, um, home improvement. Even if you watch, uh, a lot of people are fans of HGTV and you may have heard of like someone walks in and it's like project manager and you're like, oh, even for a home renovation? Absolutely. Because they're able to think about all the moving parts that sometimes we as kind of the the layman's person, so to speak, we just want it done, but we may right. not necessarily think about, oh, if you bring in this electrician and then you want to bring in this countertop, you know, here's the right sequence of events. That's where, you know, the project management uh, expertise is of value. And, and honestly, you know, having gone through my own kitchen renovation, I saw them, I, you know, I try not to be that person, but I saw right. them at work, <laughs> like thinking about that stuff. And I, and I, you know, I, I later, you know, pulled my husband aside and I'm like, Hey, you know, did you notice he did this? And of course he rolled his eyes at me. He's like, when do you turn it off? And I'm like, yeah. never, <laughs> but I just want to point out, like they recognized before we can cut the granite countertop, we must have these things in place for right. us to ensure that it's the right size for your kitchen. And that's all about the project management thinking of things. But, you know, I um, 
work with a group, the um, American Society of Administrative Professionals, mm-hmm. which caters to admin assistants and executive assistants. None but project managers. If you think about how stuff gets done, particularly mm-hmm. within executive schedules, their initiatives, right? Those executive assistants and admin assistants are project managers always working. So it is when you least expect it, and the skill set is when you you mo- you need it the most because we're always doing something new, some new initiative where your boss said, Here, here's the telltale sign that you've been put in the project management role. Why don't you take the lead on this? When they tell you that, <laughs> boom, you are- This a is a great manager. development for you. Watch out. Yes. <laughs> so it's, that, it's that bullet point on the job description that says other duties as a sign. It's those yes. pet projects. That's when having you know a, a project management thinking uh, and mindset can be of, of value to you, and it's everything that you do. I mean, I've I've worked with tech companies, healthcare companies, startups where they're looking to build up their project management skill sets because we're always doing some some type of new initiative. Yeah, I'm telling you, it just widens everything. As you were talking, I was thinking about a chef. That is project management. If you're thinking about a chef in a kitchen at a restaurant, I mean, man, you got to dice the tomatoes before dice the tomatoes before you can put them on. I mean, all of that inventory, and um, it's so funny when you mentioned about your husband about do you ever turn it off because I'm an <laughs> HR professional, and so I see everything is HR to me, right? I tell people um, I have pets. I said, but they're employees; they have a job to do. Right. (laughs) So I live in the country on a lot of land. And so we have cats to keep the mice away. That's their job. Right. The dogs keep the deer away. And so I I see everything in the lens of HR. So it's funny because that's what you do when you've done something for so long. It's inbred in you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine everything you see is in project world. You know, you're seeing Gantt charts when we're not seeing anything. Right. So I think that's so cool. Um, so let's talk about, so we've talked about, you know, there's different ways that you can approach project management and it can be in different facets and different careers, but what do you think are some fundamental skill sets? If people are thinking, um, I want to be in project management, or you're one of those people that says, Hey, take the lead on this. What are some fundamental skill sets that's really important to apply project management the right way? I always like to, from a technical standpoint, I always like to tell people kind of just write it out. Like whether it's brainstorming on a scratch piece of paper, creating a mind map, or if you want to formalize it, creating a project charter. If if the word project charter freaks you out, just write down some notes about why are we doing this? Who is it for? Who's going to be happy? Who might get ticked off? And what's kind of our schedule and who can I tap into to help me with this? That will do wonders for you and thinking ahead because then you can start drumming up the support and getting people on your side if you give them a heads up. If you don't take the time to think through that and kind of vision set what it is that you're trying to do, what happens is that you scramble, you interrupt people's day, you tick people off versus Hey, I've got, I've been assigned this project. I just want to let you know that, you know, I think that your support or your expertise is going to be really needed and valued. A lot of times people, when you give them that heads up, when you take the time to think through that, 
they're much more willing to give you their time versus if you're like, hey, immediate need, president wants it. And then it feels like you're kind of calling them out, like you're not helping them. So I always tell people that's a great start. Um, I think, you know, creating a schedule for yourself, whether if it's just a high level schedule of some major milestones, that way you can work backwards of in order for me to reach this milestone, here are the five things I need to make sure get done. And something that I coach people is, you know, if you're a 30 minute project manager, that's mm-hmm. better than nothing. Right. So schedule <laughs> out, you know, 25 minutes, a block of time to work on some aspect of the project and give yourself a five minute breaks, either reviewing what you just did, whether you put together a document, reviewing it or sending an email to someone for them to look at or celebrating and shopping online, whatever it is. But if you get into those habits of blocking your time to work on it, as opposed to just scrambling, but just, you know, put that calendar invite uh, for yourself on your schedule so that you just get into the habit of blocking time to work on it. I think that's that's such good advice and 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 what a good formula. So you talked about, you know, writing it out, knowing the why, who needs to help, you know, and scheduling it and you know who can help collaborate um with it. And I just think about, you know, even as you and I as entrepreneurs, how this can apply to to just business and the blocking out the time. Again, even for people that are listening that's not interested in being or having a career in project management, and you're just listening just because you love me. I, I appreciate that. But this is applicable to your life, right? So I think about in my business, one of the things that I recently just started doing literally in the last couple of months or so is what you talked about is the time block. And I think they call it the Pomodoro technique. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had read about that, but kind of just cast it off to the side. But because my business is growing and there's so many deliverables, it has been helpful for me to even, like you said, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on this particular task. And I know it's dedicated to that particular task and nothing else. And it's amazing to me how much more productive I am knowing that there is a timer and I'm just working on that. And so when the email notification comes or the whatever comes, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to look at it. I can look at it after this timer right. goes on. It has been extremely helpful for me. Just that little tweak, um, you know, I'm mini project management. <laughs> Yes. And, I mean, and having that clock is so powerful because I, I will admit, I, I'll look out the window and then I happen to glance at that time. I'm like, oh, no, squirrel, get back, get back to work. And yes, it's just so powerful because if you don't have something to hold you accountable, um, you, you're definitely bound to go off on a detour and then you're wondering what happened. And it's just you know, we've got so much going on in our mind, you know, whether COVID, pre-COVID, I mean, things right. just, you know, people coming and interrupting you in your office. And sometimes when they see that timer up, uh, when we were in the office, they knew to back off and come back to you right. in 15 minutes, which is what right. they saw on the screen. So, um, it, you know, it definitely does wonders. And a, another name for time chunking, people will say, I, yeah. I just find it super, super beneficial to get stuff done. And and one more thing I want to add to that, that you said um, that I want to emphasize for folks is give yourself, like do a reality check. So the task that you want to finish within that 30 minutes or 50 minutes, be specific. So if you put research you know, CRM vendors, for those of you who are entrepreneurs, that's going to be 
you're going to go down a rabbit hole, like figure out what specifically you want to get done, you know, research, you know, up to five CRM vendors under a price point of, you know, a hundred dollars a month. That way it allows you to be a lot more focused as opposed to just being something this big grand um, initiative or task that you are just going to get overwhelmed. You know, same thing with, you know, write report. Well, be specific, outline the report. Like I have a presentation that's uh, coming up and I have the task just outline, you know, come up with five, you know, major themes. So that way it just gives me something to wrap my arms around. And because I'm a big checklist and checklist checker offer, that will help me uh, get closer to my goal of completing the presentation. Yeah, I love a checklist. I love to to check it off. I will write stuff down that I've already done just so I can check it off, right? (laughs) Me too. Oh man, we are kindred spirits. I totally do that. I'm like, I'm going to add this and then check it off. Absolutely, because I did it. (laughs) So yes. And so, you know, I think about, you know, as you were talking, you know, there's some stuff, you know, that I'm naturally organized for the most part in my head. I don't know that I'm um, you know, all the way to the extreme. But do you think the skills that we were talking about, about some of the technical skills and just the formula that you gave, do you feel like there are certain people inclined, like it's it's going to be a natural fit for them? Or is it something that you feel like people can learn if they truly are interested in having a career or they're handed, hey, here's an opportunity for you? Do you think it's something that people can learn or it should be reserved for people that that's kind of your natural way of thinking in lane. Um, Restate that last question for me one more time. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, you kind of talked about some good skill sets that are a good fit for project management. Do you think that it's something that can be learned? So if I want to be in project management, I can learn to be this detail, to do the time chunk and just kind of think about who I want to collaborate with. Or do you feel like it needs to kind of be reserved. If that's your natural personality, maybe pursue a career in career, excuse me, a career in project management. I think it definitely can be something that you learn. Um, You have to, so project management is not sexy. I'll just admit it right now. And (laughs) when I teach the class, people think I'm just so in love with it. I am, I'm in love with helping people better their careers. I'm in love with helping people reach their personal and professional goals of achieving the certification if that's what we're uh, engaging with uh, when I interact with them. But I have an ability to provide examples, relevant examples of how I learned from a misstep and how I communicated with somebody, how I recovered and getting coaching from somebody, whether it was my, you know, boss or another senior person, or just getting coaching from an external person, you can definitely learn the skill sets if you are content. So I think contentment um, is not focused as much as people saying you must find your passion, right? Right. I get that's a whole another conversation and presentation I do about that word passion, because sometimes it is, I think people get too hooked on it. And I think passion, it's okay to be really content about being really good at something. And I am very content 
about being really good at teaching something that can be so boring sometimes and so dry. And if you can be content about being really good at improving the organization's bottom line, right? at helping patients, if you work in healthcare sector, helping patients get the services they need. At one point, I always joke um, as a federal contractor, I always say, I don't like to name names, but I worked for an agency that serves veterans. Most people get who I'm talking about. Right, exactly. But I found such contentment in the work I did to ensure that veterans were getting the health care. You know, I was a piece in many pieces of the puzzle to make sure that veterans get the health care services they need. But what I did when I looked at it from a vision standpoint, because you know, you caught me on a bad day. I you could certainly hear from me if people ask me, what did you do today? I could say PowerPoint and Excel all day. Right. <laughs> but, you know, if that's the whole point of that vision setting of what are we doing this for? And some of it's not going to be glamorous. But when you think about it from the larger scale of what we're trying to accomplish of serving our veterans, I am more apt to want to get the coaching of learning a new tool of um, understanding how to communicate the use of this tool in a way that's palatable to my customers. Because at the end of the day, I need them to sign off on it. And if I try to razzle and dazzle them with you know, fancy PM tech, it's not, it usually doesn't go over very well. But if I talk their language and by getting that training and coaching from you know, a couple of mentors of mine, it, it's been tremendously valuable um, for me in moving my project forward. And I, I just get a lot of contentment uh, around doing a really good job around that. Did I answer your question? Yes, yes. And I'm so, I like the word that you said, you know, contentment. And going back to something you said in the very opening about um, the overview of your career, you talked about how you were in the healthcare space, but you enjoyed the consulting piece because you were able to get something done and you had something to show for it. So that tells me that you um, enjoy results and the impact that it makes. And of course, I got to put career coaching in here because this is what I do. Um, it's so important to know who you are as a person, right? And how you um, are motivated, right? And so some people mm-hmm. are very results oriented. And so they want to see the impact of what of what they do or know that it's helping for a cause, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can do project management. Like we said, it can be an IT and it could be, you know, a new software, a new payroll system, right? You could or could not be passionate or content about that. But let's say that you have a heart for military and for veterans, then working in project management in the way that you described, I may, just because of the content of the, the kind of project and the, the audience, then I may feel more content at that, right? So it's all about knowing, you know, what levers you have that bring you joy. I think that's a, a good piece um, of it. So yes, I, I was following along with what you were saying. How, um, I want to talk to you about the, the PMP certification because we hear um, a lot about that. And, you know, you'll see the letters behind people's names. And so I want to hear from you, how important is it to have that certification? And um, what's the benefit, you know, so just kind of talk, talk to us about your thoughts about it. And if people are considering getting it, you know, do you need to get it after you've worked in project management? And just kind of, what are your thoughts about the whole PMP? Yeah, I'll, I'll answer it from the perspective first about uh, kind of the quick requirements behind it. So, at minimum, if you, for the listeners, if you're interested in getting the PMP credential, you need to have 36 months. So that's the equivalent of three years of work experience as a project manager. Now, 
as I had mentioned before, it doesn't mean your job title was project manager. It means that you have done work as a project manager. So there are executive assistants, uh, analysts, uh, people who don't have the formal title of project manager. But when you look back to the thing, you know, consultants, you do project management work. And if you're in an industry or the organization highly values that credential, uh, for instance, if they give you a bonus, uh, yeah, get it. <laughs> They're right. supporting you around that. Um, you know, in the federal uh, consulting, contracting, uh, even as a federal employee, it's highly touted. There was a, a legislation that was passed in 2015. Um, I won't bore you with the details of the title because like everything, it's it's long. <laughs> but, you know, this was um, an act that really elevated the profession of project management and its focus is on to to solidify those skill sets when people say I'm a project manager. Okay, everybody says they're a project manager, prove it. And this PMP certification is that global gold standard credential to prove, yes, I have the work experience. Yes, I uh, took you know, education, so 35 contact hours. And yes, I have um, passed a grueling exam a grueling exam that is meant to reinforce your understanding of project management best practices. I will say the PMP exam in the past was focused more on kind of old school style of project management where people felt like nobody does this. I'm just going to take it and then I'll forget it to never think about it again. Mm -hmm. They have definitely have made efforts to make it more relevant and make it more real of what we do in the real world. And that also incorporates a, a practice within project management uh, called agile. So that, that's a, a buzzword that everyone likes to talk right. about. And I think, you know, people talk about it, but don't really know what it is. Um, you know, like all these hashtags that are out there, like, what exactly does that mean? You know, agile means so many things to different people. Um, but it is a practice that I, in a concept that I also teach uh, folks if they want to be certified, if they want to get foundational principles. With that said, if it's an opportunity for career growth, it's a credential that your organization and or the industry you works in, work in um, values the credential, I highly recommend it. I've heard time and time and again, and at this point I've trained over 2000 people uh, mm -hmm. between the PMP and then a certification called the PMI ACP, which is for the agile uh, project management that I talked about or agile approach, I should say, to project management. And they tell me time and time and again, how specifically the PMP has gotten them the promotion, a mm -hmm. sign-on bonus, a salary bump, the new job. They move from nonprofit to working for uh, a, you know, multi-million dollar tech company. And it is definitely one of those credentials because of the intense nature of making sure that you qualify, again, that work experience, and then also pass this exam that does require you studying. It's not one of those, you know, I have a pulse, it's open book passing mm -hmm. exams. It really is, you know, your memorization and understanding of the concepts. Um, there's a lot more 
clout given to folks who have that because everyone can call themselves a project manager, which right. is valid. But are you really serious about this field? Um, that's what the PNP credential calls out. So if we have to, you know, take a, a grouping of people and everyone says I'm project manager, but then you have, you know, sift through all of that, you know, who, who do you want to, you know, bring to the table for an interview? That's where the PMP can definitely set you apart and having further conversations. The rest is up to you. <laughs> yes, and I've certainly seen that as a career coach and working with um, clients that have it and that don't. Um, it is, you know, there's um, different certifications depending on what industry you're in, not different PMPs, but just different um, industry, you know, credentialing designations. And PMP is one that I've seen consistently that it actually does make a difference in pay, promotion, and how people view you. It's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, when we were growing up with the call street credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 you for real. You, you for real a project manager, right? And so exactly. um, it, it kind of speaks for you um, on its own. So I'm glad to hear that you, you validated that. Um, and so a couple more things that I wanted to talk about is you've been in this field a long time. How have you seen project management change in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years? You talked a little bit about how the test has changed or the certification. And then where do you anticipate or see project management going, you know, moving forward? So in our description of uh you know, the stereotypes about project management, we talked about software development, IT construction. I think for a lot of listeners, your thinking was male dominated, right? Bunch of guys. Um, And there's definitely uh, a shift in that. I mean, there is, I mean, I'll I'll give a a shout out to one of my friends, uh, Asia Watkins, women of project management. I mean, that's the only global um, membership solely focused on women and uh, women of color in project management. And, you know, I'm super proud of her, of what she's accomplished and, and getting women from different parts of the world uh, talking about how to improve their skills um, and realizing, you know, for a lot of them, you're, you felt like you were the only one, but then when you come together with other folks, I'm not the only one. And how can right. we not be the only ones anymore in the room? And and using that as a platform um, to pump each other up and build our confidence and, and remind ourselves that we didn't get to the table. Uh, you know, certainly our good looks help, but right. <laughs> you know, we, we, we come with some knowing how to get stuff done and the relationship right. building. Um, So I think that's one shift uh, is that it is something open uh, to um, all folks of all walks of life. And it's not just relegated to those techie, hardcore technical industries. It's something that I have seen from a nonprofit, from marketing, uh, to healthcare, to um, food services, you know, any way that we can move a new idea so that we can best meet the needs of our end users or our clients, that's where a project manager can do um, do some good and provide a valuable, valuable service and be a valuable resource to the organization. That's great. And you're right about the whole, the male, male dominance. Mm-hmm. That is definitely what I have seen. And so it's good to hear that that is um, definitely changing. Um, and on the horizon. 
Um, this has been a really, really um, good conversation, not just for me, but I know for the listeners, because again, going back to what I said at the beginning, until you've done a job or been around it pretty extensively, it's hard for you to know what, um, what that job entails. And one of the things that really stands out clear to me is that project management can be done in lots of different ways. It may not be the project manager title, it may be, but it's not just confined to IT and software development um, anymore. And really there are life applications. You know, you can project manage, manage your home and how things function and how things run. You know, I was thinking through that. I mean, your meal prep. I mean, there's so many different ways. <laughs> um, but I think the end result you know, is the same. Like you said, it's some new initiative, it's some path that you are co-working or co-laboring with other people to get things done, you know? So you can think about your home as a project management site, right? You, your husband, your children, or whatever, whoever lives with you. And so thank you for opening up um, our minds, you know, to that as a possible career or just ways to think about that. And so I want you to tell the audience, how people can connect with you, what you offer in your business. I know that you also have an amazing community. So just spend some time and kind of just share how you help people that are interested or trying to figure it out or, and all that good stuff. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to share, Barbara. I, uh, so I am the uh, principal and owner of a talent development company called MindSpark. Again, that's MindSpark with the Q.com. And my focus is to train folks to be better in what they do from a project management standpoint. So I'm using my years of experience, not only as a practitioner, but my sweet spot of being a trainer where I'm focused on making it relevant, engaging, um, and something that you want to take back to the office. So everything from foundational principles in project management or agile approach to project management uh, for corporations. And from time to time, I'll host a public course around getting the PMP. So as of right now, at the time of this recording, uh, I have an upcoming PMP bootcamp for individuals that are looking for a great training experience. Uh, just check out my website uh, under the events section. And I find that a lot of people want to continue the conversation, uh, whether it's be around others, because what they'll find is that, you know, there are project managers who are not that stereotypical project manager. And, you know, they're kind of unique like me. And when I say like me, I mean, like even me, Crystal, I'm, I, I'm what I call a misfit project manager. Because <laughs> uh, when I go to conferences and I meet those stereotypical type of project managers and then I tell them what I do, they're kind of like, huh? And it always feels so awkward. So I created a, an online community uh, called MindSpark as well. And uh, you can get to it from my main website uh, called the title, The Community. And it is an uncommon community for uncommon project managers. If you feel like some of the groups that are out there, they're getting really techie or you know, you're nervous about or apprehensive about asking about a tool that you may have heard about in your bootcamp class or in your reading. And you're like, I just wanna ask this question without feeling judged. That's what my community is about. Um, so we have polls um, every week. There are events that we have right now, still holding them virtually. Uh, but this is a great way to just ask those questions, get the encouragement from each other. And definitely uh, you get opportunities for coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me. So 
your, your starting point is going to my main website, themindspark.com. And uh, that's T-H-E-M-I-N-D-S-P-A-R-Q.com. And you'll find all the information you need. And you can certainly just contact me directly at crystal at themindspark.com. And I'm happy to talk to you. Awesome. Awesome. Great information. Um, as you've heard, Crystal is a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge, and she's fun too. So again, I don't know many project managers that I've met that's as fun as Crystal. So uh, <laughs> so if nothing else, I mean, she's um, definitely somebody you can talk to. And I like what you said about just not being judged. And I love the concept of your community that um, it's a safe place, right? And especially if you're not in one of those traditional tech project manager roles or you, you know, you have the gift of project management, but you haven't been in one of those roles and you're just learning. I think that's a great opportunity for people to learn and to grow and to connect with other people and get some advice or guidance without feeling like you don't know that, you know, so I think right. absolutely <laughs> great. Uh, well, I've enjoyed having this conversation with you, Crystal. Thank you so much for being um, a guest on the podcast. I know that it will be helpful um, to not just me, to but to all of the listeners. Guys, definitely uh, make sure that you connect with Crystal if you have a need. I will put her information also in the show notes so that you'll have it at your fingertips. And Crystal, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Awesome. Well, you've reached another episode of the um, Career Connection. So I'll see you guys on the next episode. And if there's a particular career that you have in your head that you're thinking, huh, I wonder what they do. And I wonder if that might be a good fit, then certainly send me an email and let me know. And if there's somebody in my network, I'd love to have them on the podcast and talk through just a couple of career um, options and see, you know, and uncover what that job really does. I did that early on when I first started my business, I did a, a career of the week. And so um, just want to be able to provide any value I can to help people as they're trying to navigate their career journey. So I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Career Connections. You can find us at www.careerpathwaysconsulting.com or on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter under Career Pathways Consulting. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, don't be satisfied with the status quo in your career and life. Expect greater because life is too short to do anything different. See you next time.